Thanks, Stacey. Cam, how are you doing today? Doing all right, Mike. How are we doing? Doing all right. Thank you. Um, I, I had a couple. Um, let's go ahead first. Uh, Coach Farwell and the Bills, this is the third time you've seen him. What defines their special teams approach and units? Yeah, you know, um, they, they have a great combination, you know, that uh, speed and size. That's what you definitely see from them is, you know, they have the speed aspect with uh, Neil and Taiwan Jones out there as well as, you know, Jaquan Johnson and the personal protector. And then they have obviously the size players, which create the massive matchups, you know, with Matikavich and Smith, you know, and Dotson, though, those three size guys right there. And they obviously always have Gillingman and Kumaro um, on the edges for them, you know, so they, they've got a very good established core. Um, they've got eight guys, you know, that they're counting on that they contribute in all four phases. So those are the guys that they look for to make all their plays and create the mismatches, you know, and they're a fast physical team and they've done, they've done a really good job. You know, they've shown up um, in every phase, you know, whether it's blocking punts or returning kickoffs, you know, they've, they've been explosive all year um, and they're, they're able to make game changing plays for sure. I had a couple other topics. Uh, one was just, you know, obviously we saw how the weather affected the last time you guys were out there. Um, cold temperatures, what you'd expect, right? Um, January, whatever, we're going to be 15th when we're out there. Um, what is the process you will go through with Nick, Jake before the game, you know, and, and, and how will, you know, how do you go through that to determine how you're going to approach it? Yeah, you know, so obviously cold weather, you know, the ball doesn't travel as well as it does. And, you know, when you have, you know, the heat and the humidity, um, you know, and the, and the atmospheric pressure, that makes a difference, you know, so the ball traveling, the ball flight is it, going to be different in the cold weather. So it's something throughout the week, you know, practicing, you know, in the cold as much as we can um, and going out there and hitting the ball, getting ready to go. That's something we have to do weekly. And then, you know, in pregame, talking to those guys, how is the ball traveling actually on the day of the game? Um, and how does it feel coming off your foot? So it's something we have to communicate before the game and make sure we're on the same page, you know, just as much as it was the last time we played there. And Kim, I had one more. I was just, no, Bob just popped in with a hand. So I'm going to make this my last one. Um, just going back, you know, um, thinking about like your punt return units. I was trying to learn more myself. And I'm going back to obviously the penalty on Lawrence. Um, you have different personnel depending on the spot on the field. Like Lawrence isn't always going to be there. Is that sort of like punt return safe, you know, cause it's fourth and one. And how, I guess my thought is like, how much do you practice that with him? Because it's not your traditional punt return unit. If, if I'm speaking in turn and, and, and correct. Yeah, no, it's all just situationally based. And, you know, we, we go try to do a good job of getting those guys uh, in the position they need to be in. You you had th sort of – they showed you throwing the the uh, tablet there. Mm -hmm. what, can you share sort of what that was reaction to? Was it seeing the picture of the alignment or, like, where did that yeah. come from? It, it, it's just any time, you know, you're not executing out there, you know, everything like that. It's just a little bit of frustration. But, you know, we're on to this week. We're moving on and, you know, just getting ready to – you know, obviously go out and compete against Buffalo. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate that. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Uh, next question, Bob Sosi. Uh, thanks, Jason. Cam, this is a, a general question about end of game situations, you know, the final half minute or less. Uh, we saw the punt, for example, the other day, and uh, you guys had a chance to win one last play on, uh, on uh, you know, the, the, the series, of try, try to get a series of laterals there. What's the general rule? I mean, you try to 
conserve time. And yet at the same time, I guess you don't want to be pinned deep in your own end. Maybe you want to give a guy who's a good returner a chance to take one back and give you at least good field position uh, or maybe even all the way. I mean, what, what's the general, you know, rule uh, rules that, what are the general rules that you follow in a situation like that? Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, in the game, it's game by game base. That's for sure. Um, Bob, you know, it's how much time is actually on the clock? How many seconds, you know, is it, can you, um, are you going to have time to be able to have time to have an offensive play uh, when the play's over? You know, do you have timeouts? Do you not have timeouts? So there's definitely a lot of factors that you're sitting there processing in your brain and you've got to be able to, you know, hey, look, no matter what we do, is there going to be enough time for the offense to take on the, go on the field? You know, so in, in the situations, you know, if you do get a return or you're setting up a return, well, then now you're running the risk of depending on how much time is there is, well, what if we don't get out of bounds or get tackled? And then now that's the last play. Then you got to make sure you're communicating that to your team and, and the guys as well. Like, hey, look, if we get a return, now we're into a last play situation. We got to keep the ball alive. And that's when you see all the laterals being thrown. Um, so there's a lot of communication in terms of that. And it's really all based off of the timeouts, the time on the clock. Um, what do you feel? You know, it's going to give you the best chance to, to give the offense a chance to win the game, you know, and put the team in a situation to win. And I'll try to make this one more concise regarding two punts specifically, including that last one. There was another punt that bounced and Miami got a lot of yardage, hidden yardage on, on the roll afterwards. Uh, is that a situation where it was just well punted by Pilardi? Or, or is there something Gunner can do in that situation or your return unit can do to adjust with the ball in flight? You know, what's that What's that process like as it's unfolding? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Pilardi did a great job. He had a great ball right there, um, you know, and, we just we got to do a good job of communicating and trying to get to it. Um, but there's there's definitely times um, that a punter you know bangs the ball and you know it, it's a booming punt and so maybe it's a lower hang time. Um, so you know we got to do our judgment of putting how deep we have to put Gunner by game. So maybe he's at forty one time, maybe the forty five, maybe he's thirty eight, depending on you know how it's going with that punter. And every now and then they're going to catch one. So we just got to do a good job, try to get to the ball to prevent the rolls and and hey save that hidden field position for sure. All right. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. All right. Next question, Dan Roach. Uh, morning, Cam. Just a, a thought on um, going back to Buffalo. How much does it help? Uh, and again, the weather conditions are, are different every time. It's almost like being in New England. But how much does it help, if at all, being back in that same stadium to prepare and, and to understand maybe some of the things that can happen due to those weather, windy conditions as you go about your business this week? Yeah, I think uh, anytime you play somewhere before, uh, especially if you play there that season, um, it does have a you know some impacts of knowing the weather and knowing the wind patterns in the stadium. Um, and happening to be a divisional opponent, we play there at least once every year, so there is some familiarity what the wind pattern is, what's the common wind pattern, is it playing our sideline, their sideline? So there is definitely some aspects to that that you're able to familiar yourself with. Whereas if you're going to a new stadium you haven't played in or you haven't been there, you're trying to figure it out. What's your indicator? Is it the flagpoles on top of the stadium? Is it the flagpoles right there on the uprights? You know, what's going to give you the best indicator for the weather and, and the situations in the stadium? And just a, a follow-up, how do you approach um, the playoffs when you look at, you know, what you guys have done in a body of work this season? What's your message to the guys this week when it comes to uh, special teams, but a fresh start perhaps when it comes to playoff football, what you're looking for the guys. That yeah, it's the the one and done mentality. You know, I mean, if we put everything in, we've got to fill the tank up. We've got to put everything into this one because 
Um, at the end of the day, if we don't come out on top, then it's over. So it's a fresh start in terms of that. And, you know, what we've done in the past is in the past. It only matters what you do from this point forward. And as long as you're putting the best products you can on the field, you're doing the best techniques, fundamentally sound, you know, hopefully you can do enough to make an impact in the game and a positive impact in the game. So guys got to realize that and realize, hey, what we've done in the past doesn't matter. It only matters from this point forward. Thank you. Thanks, Dan.